0: Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, March 3, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? There's actually a lot of stuff on the docket. First thing we're going to do is take a look at the daily chart. We'll decide what's jumping off the page. We'll make our assessment. And then what we're going to do is peel it open because what it looks like when you peel it open is not the same as it looks like when it's right in front of you on the daily picture. Since we're coming into the end of the week, we just want a reminder that we're in the Irene County. We're not in the neighborhood just yet, but as we know, Fridays could be an anything goes scenario. Just a reminder, Irene is your low over here, 410.64. The other thing we're looking at, when you look up north, you say, they're going to want to try and close. They've already ran a test of it, but they're going to want to try and recapture at some point the 50-period moving average. That's really job number one. They don't have to close over it this week, but if they trade away from it, that's one thing. If they hang around kind of where they are, maybe just underneath it and close the week there, that's okay from the bull side of things from the weekly chart perspective. Monthly chart, we would normally suggest that there's some unfinished business coming close to but not touching and even spiking through the 20-month moving average. The monthly chart is still in a very firm uptrend. There's nothing wrong with the monthly chart. In monthly chart terms, this is nothing other than a pullback. Little bit extended from home base, pulling back to run a test of home base, They haven't got there yet. They came close. This is garden variety stuff. If this was a daily chart, we'd say the trend is your friend. There's absolutely nothing wrong with this market, period, full stop. It's not the daily chart. It's not the weekly chart. The monthly charts take a long time to develop and play out. It just gives us a big picture guideline. Back to the daily. So what did they do today? They ran into and were rejected at the 20-period moving average, the daily 20-moving average. Okay, that's normal garden-variety stuff. It's really not the end of the world. Remember what we said the other day. If they just ran sideways for a while, they'd be eating time off the clock, building energy for another move higher, and that would create a bull flag pattern. They've already started to create the bull flag pattern. Now, yesterday, they tried to break out. They tried it again this morning, but they failed. That doesn't mean this is over. They just need more time to bake in the oven, potentially. That's one way to look at the tape. That's a way to look at the daily chart. Just because they couldn't get above and close above the 20-period moving average today doesn't mean they won't tomorrow or next week. Big picture stuff, the SPY was down $1.80, give or take, It's not a big deal. Less than one half of 1%. We're not going to make a federal case out of that. Now, here's the 240 chart. Things are a little different on the 240 chart. I was watching a variety of charts today, and the market started to do one thing. Then it started to do a different thing. Then it started to do the first thing all over again all today. Now, what you'll find inside the numbers when we get there is that today was one of those weird days. This morning, they were missing numbers. When they start missing numbers, that immediately gets my antennas up in the air. It's a little bit strange, and the more numbers they miss, the more strange it becomes. It becomes a weird tape. Something else is beginning to develop when things get a little strange. That's the way I look at things. We had a similar situation about a week or so ago, and it did turn out to be A bigger move on the horizon, that's what we're looking for. Which way? Up or down? Well, let's continue on the charts and we'll see if we can't decipher the tape. On the daily chart, you can't really look at the chart and say, hey, it looks like they're going to go up or it looks like they're going to go down tomorrow. It doesn't look like anything. The chart is what it is at the conclusion of the day. When we drill down to some other time frames like the 240 here, we can make certain assumptions that things are going to happen if they're doing a certain thing what does that mean if they're below or above a certain price area then they're likely going to be attracted to the next price area that's how we chop it down into fractals things start on a shorter time frame and they morph from there now that being said check this out let's focus over here we have a breakup candle that's from yesterday okay fair enough Now we start to trade around after that breakup candle. This morning they started to break up, but then they started to fail. So it began to create, or at least give the appearance, they were creating a reversal candle on this 240 chart. Now the 240 chart is like half a day, so it takes a while to develop. So it didn't turn into a reversal candle But stay with me on this because we're going to look at other charts. I'm going to show you exactly what was developing. In fact, let me go the other way. Let's start with a half an hour chart. Okay, so here at 10 o'clock in the morning, the first half hour closes. The market tried to break out. Now, you can't say that this is going to be a trend change, but it certainly begins to give the appearance of one of those, what I like to call pseudo-doji candles. It's not really a doji candle, however, It can be something of a trend change mechanism, if you will. But in the first half hour of the day, you don't know. They could run sideways for a while, break up later. So you don't know what's going to happen. But that was the first look at 10 o'clock. Okay, fair enough. Now we got the first hour closes. You go over to the hourly chart and all of a sudden right here, 1030 candle is pretty much a reversal candle. They tried to break out. They got rejected but they came back into basically where they started from. So it's not really reversing the market, but it's a reversal candle. Again, everything starts somewhere. So this is my mindset. Things are a little weird, they're missing numbers. Now we've got a reversal candle on our hands and the market starts down farther. Now I've got a 120 chart and I've got a reversal candle on our hands. Again, you could run sideways and go higher. We've seen that a million times, but the fact that we have a reversal candle Gives us something to look at. Gives us something to think about. The market starts trading down. We know exactly where it's going one step at a time. So right now on this 120 chart, where is it going? Well, get below these moving averages here, which they peaked below today a couple of times, and you're going to do what? You got it. You're going to run a test of this breakup candle low. 431.57. You remember 43185 Those of you inside the numbers will remember that number. It was extremely important. Just so happens, and there are no accidents or coincidences, but this breakup candle low comes in that same place. Now, you take that information and you say, well, if they're now back down there testing that stuff, what have they got below that? Well, they have some unfinished business down here, 429.97. We'll just call it 430, big fat round number. They were down there recently. If they're down there again, are they running another test or are they going to bust through and go somewhere else? Those are the things that we're going to be thinking about as the market, if the market is trading lower on Friday. One step at a time, but we have places. Now, we just talked about some downside stuff. Let's flip it around and say, hey, let's say the market's trading higher tomorrow. Let's say it was just a shakeout operation that occurred after the failed breakout today. We ended up with what's called, in technical terms, a gap in crap. But what happens if it's just this? Market goes up, pulls back, goes up, pulls back, goes up. Why can't it be that? And the answer is, it can absolutely be that. We don't know here on Thursday night. Even if the market fills the gap down here, it's got the potential to put in a higher low. You run up, you put in a low. You come down and you put in a higher low. That's a bullish thing. Even in a downtrend, even in a bear market, a corrective phase, whatever you want to call it, you're still going to have rallies and the market's still going to do the normal stuff along the way on a fractal or shorter term basis. Kabish? One more time on the 120. Remember this. The market runs up and it puts in a breakup candle. All of a sudden, it comes down and it never closes below the low of that breakup candle. What it was doing was running a test. Comes back up, now you have another breakup candle. Will it do the same thing? Will it fill the gap? We don't know, but these are the things that you have to look for. Well, how do you know? You start getting below this low here, 431.57, start closing even short-term candles below, and the door begins to open to go fill the gap. Bounce off the gap is one thing. Start closing candles below the gap, is something different. You take the market in stages. That's the way it works. Let's check out inside the numbers. Remember, I talked about missing some numbers. So let's go over that because when they do that, it gives us some clues. It gives us a hint that there's something else underlying the market. We use the 80-20 rule. The duck, normal stuff. 80% of the time, the market does the normal thing over and over again. It just repeats over and over again. And then there's the other side. The 20%, it doesn't do the normal thing. It doesn't repeat over and over again. It does weird stuff, and the weird stuff gives us a hint. Something else is going on. Likely a big move, a spike move, up or down. Depends on the situation on the charts, and we just went over everything, so now let's get to inside the numbers. We have a happy Thursday on our hands. Pretty quiet overnight as Mrs. Market just floating around under. And near yesterday's highs. Getting right down to it. 437 was important yesterday. They broke out above it. Threatened the big fat round number of 440. And circled right back to 437. Remember we looked at that in the video last night. In the after hours activity. Five minute chart. Right at the vertical is today's activity. We just want to establish where 437 is. Happens to be right smack in the middle of today's range. Any accidents or coincidences? Probably not. You could see here that 437 is important. They break below, they spike below. They come back, they get rejected. They get above, they run some tests, they get back below, and it fails again. 437 is essentially a pivot. So what are we saying at zero dark 30? How a market treats a price, spot, or area on a chart is her way of letting us know just how important that spot really is. Below 437, and the door opens for 434.35. Above, and the door opens for 440. Okay, write those numbers down on a sticky note. Now check this out. Now we have three lines, 440, 437, 434.35. Bottom line, support. Top line not reached. However, they were up there in the pre-market running a test of 440 and above. Even as high as, now check this out, 441.54. Put that on your sticky note. We'll come back to that. Let's scroll up, see what else we have as the morning grows on. She's moving higher during the pre-market activity. Reminder, 440 is still resistance, closing candles above or simply pushing above, opens the door for a test of what? 4.41.50. What was the high in the pre-market? 4.41.50 something, give or take. How you doing? Let's continue on for a second. 9.15, well, now we need the next spot we didn't need before. If they start pushing above 4.41.50, we had another spot. We didn't need that. But in the pre-market, it looked like certainly that kind of activity in the northern direction was on the table. Already paid a visit, 926, before the bell. That was 441.50. We know it's important because they were quickly rejected. Top line is now 441.50. The high was 54. 441.54. And they were quickly rejected. This all happened before the bell, but it's important to know because it sets the table. Now, they weren't back up there, but if they were back up there, I already know and had confirmation that my number was right because of the pre-market activity that most people just aren't watching. 438.75 is support down south. What's going on here at 937, they were above 440. So they were coming down. So I'm saying they're either spiking 440 and they'll snap back above or they're going down to 438.75 or lower. We don't know yet. There's the image of 438.75, which is now the top line. And you can see here that that number was certainly important today. It's important if price is above, it's support. If price is below, it's resistance. It's important either way. Sorry. The line was in the wrong place, the vertical line. That's why everything looked weird. I'm talking about 440 up here. They were coming down, spiking it, 438.75. This is the first number that was missed. Down here, they came up short, and they bounced away. That's a scalp trade in the making if they hit 438.75. The fact that they bounced away changes things. They come back down. You want to go lower. You want to go down to like 438 or lower. So what happened is, as they start pushing lower, we know, and you'll see this in notes, if you're willing to take the trade, you have to be willing to also buy 437. Why? Because we know how important 437 is. Well, here's the second time they came up short. That was my hint. There's really something wrong going on. They came up short of 437, a really important number, right before the hour closes out. The low is 11 cents away. There's no accidents or coincidences. That's the trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew at work. Now, gave you a bunch of stuff. Let's scroll up. Let's get going. You can read the notes, pause the video, go back to the charts to double check the work. But what you're going to see is that as they start to come down, we're going to refocus on something we focused on early in the morning as a just-encaser. And here you start to see 437 is the line in the sand. The Bulls have to play defense. Otherwise, they're going to 435 and lower. Guess what? Here's the result of weird. When they miss numbers, something isn't right. Reading the tape. Let's see if they can get down to four thirty-four thirty-five, and what happens there. So I was already kind of going on break at that point. A little frustrated with the tape missing numbers. There should be a reaction in the other direction at four thirty-four thirty-five. Now here's the hourly chart. Just want to point something out. the first hit today at 11.30, or the 11.30 candle ending at 11.30, the hourly chart. So it looks like they bounced right off of it. Okay, fair enough. I'm looking at this on a shorter term chart. They come close, they bounce away. They come close, they bounce away. Then all of a sudden, guess what? Right into the end of this candle, they close below that number. I'm not taking that trade. It's just not the setup. It's not the manner in which I like it. The number worked. The market bounced away, tremendous trade for any trader that took the trade, just not for me in the manner in which. Maybe I'm a little bit stingy, I get it. Also, maybe I have the benefit of being screwed over a number of times in situations like this that keeps me away. So if the money's in my pocket, I can't lose it. If I put it out at risk, I can lose it. If I don't like the trade, I don't put it out. That's just the way I roll. However... Boy, did that number work. And let me just scroll up so you can, again, read the notes, pause the video, go back to the charts to double-check the work. There's tons of information here. There's numbers all day long. There's what the market's doing, what it's going to do if it doesn't do this, if it does that. So at 153, I noticed something else. I've been noticing it all day, but here's when I put it down. We've got divergences going on all over the place. was a weird tape right out of the gate. Smash Mouth and the gang are down, including the Q and IWM sisters. Financials and SPY are around the flat line while the VIX is down. Divergences will resolve themselves one way or the other. So we've got divergences, we've got missing numbers, we've got a weird tape. We've got a bigger move coming on our hands. Let me scroll up so you can see into the end of the day. I'm telling you, this is a learning opportunity every single day you never know what you're going to learn ahead of time. You come with an open mind. You come in uniform, ready to go. Stock's on the move. We had AEO, Intel, BJ, and Snow. We're only going to take a look at one chart. The others didn't hit their numbers. They're off the board. BJ's came close, had a rocket right away real quick. Didn't hit the numbers, so it's off the board. AEO hit its number In the shorter term chart, this did the Macarena in the first couple of minutes of trading. I believe Jordan got off the profit on AEO, then was stopped out on the remaining portion of his position. Still a profitable trade nonetheless. Second price, market dips down or AEO dips down, comes back up, finishes in between the two numbers. You can see what's going on here. With the market getting dragged all over the place, what happens is, as the S&P and Qs and IWM and Dow, if they're all down it's going to drag basically most, if not the large majority of stocks, down with it. If the market's getting a rally day, and you have one of those 90% up days where everything's up, then guess what? Everything's up. That's just the way it works. Not that you didn't know that. We're just talking around things. What's going on over in Camp IWM? First of all, the position we have from the lazy swing trader is TNA. And TNA was basically up at its first target in the pre-market... And when everything got rejected, went down with everything else, missed it by that much. Still up on the trade, but a little disappointing nonetheless. Let's just lay it out on the table. There you go again. Missing a number by a smidgen. It was up there in the pre-market. They just didn't do it. But they stayed above the 20-period moving average. So we're going to look at the daily chart and say, okay, it's just a pullback. They tried to rally, got rejected with everything else, stayed above the 20. They're just eating time off the clock. There's really no change from the last couple of days. We're coming into the end of the week. We must note the weekly chart. This is a classic bear flag slash wedge pattern. Yes, you have a tail candle. Could be a reversal. Doesn't have the same type of volume the SPY has. This is of note. It's a puzzle piece. It's on the table. The IWM is my favorite market leading indicator. We have to note this. Not that it can't rally. It's just the pattern suggests lower prices. They can rally first, but the pattern suggests lower prices as long as they stay inside of this breakdown candle high, 212.44. When you look at the shorter-term stuff, you see the same routine, only they're in a different position than the SPY. So you can look here and say, well, they've already run a test of this breakup candle low, so if anything goes down tomorrow, they're going to go down and fill this gap. Well, what's next after the gap? 196 and a quarter. A lot of stuff in between. I'm just giving you the big stuff. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Canary in the coal mine. My second favorite market leading indicator. Basically flat on the day. 10 points is a rounding error. So what do we have? We have a test of the 50 period moving average. They were not able to sustain price above it. Meanwhile, did not have a down day. Of note, puzzle piece on the table. We have divergences out here. I'm telling you. Look at this weekly chart. Now think about the SPY weekly chart. Think about the 50-period moving average. Think about where price is. Think about this indice or index or market, the transports, the folks down at the transportation department. Now think about where they are on the weekly versus the SPY. They're the canary in the coal mine, one of the leading indicators. Guess what? This is a positive no matter what. Now if they come back below tomorrow, things change. But at present, right now, we treat each market, each chart, independent of one another. And guess what? This chart is in a slightly, and I say slightly different position than the S&P 500. Of note, puzzle piece. Still a bear flag pattern working here, but it's in a better position being above the 50-week moving average. Can they close the week above that? Can they reach the 20? Put this stuff on a sticky note, I'm telling you. What about the Silicon Valley folks, the Q people, annexed over in Austin, Texas? Well, guess what? Same routine as the SPY, no change, no different. Rejected at the 20 period moving average, pretty decent down day, looks like a reversal candle. Maybe they're still eating time off the clock, maybe they're not. We have to revert to the shorter term charts. Still staying with the compare and contrast game, we use the 120 chart and they're in a different position. Guess what? This gap wasn't even a gap. It was already filled. The price is already down there. They're below the moving averages. It's in a different position. The queues are weaker. Tech is weaker. Risk assets are weaker. This is an indication that the names we know were sold. Why? Because it's top-heavy, meaning the queues are top-heavy with the names we know. Google, Amazon, Apple. You know, the routine? Financials. This is going to be our sub canary in the coal mine if the financials are going to melt away everything else is going to go with it there's no chance at least in my opinion that the rest of the market's going to hold up if the financials are melting away daily chart below these moving averages making some kind of a bearish wedgish flaggish deal going on here weekly chart teetering at these lows maybe give up maybe recapture or don't give up the 50 period moving average The weekly close will be important, give up these lows, and all of a sudden you start challenging lower stuff. $35, lower than that. Is this a topping signal on the monthly chart? Takes a long time to play out. Are they going to visit the 20-month moving average? Other markets almost visited their 20-month moving average. The financials did not. Are they going to do that now? Was there a rotation among assets getting hurt more than others when the market took a turn down? Yeah, there's always rotation. By the way, I'm to go back to the SPY for a second. 434.75, just for kicks, where did it come from? You could use any chart for this, but check this out. So we have a situation where I like to find what I like to call a full stack situation. But a full stack isn't a set of parameters that's always the same. You have different things that go on on different charts. And if you get two, three, four things that all line up and they're different, from each other but they all point to the same price area that's usually a trade setup. So they didn't do it in the manner in which I like but that doesn't matter how I got the number. 434.75, okay, well let's take a look at the first thing. So the first thing is, here's the hourly chart, the first thing is it's a garden variety retracement. What do they mean? Well, if you take this pivot low and this pivot high, this is a garden variety retracement. Some of the stuff taught in the course, Lazy E-mini Trader. Now, when I say garden variety retracement, may not be on that number to the penny, but it doesn't have to be. It has to be in the neighborhood. That's item number one. Remember, the number comes last. First, we do the work. So I know where the retracement price is. Something else taught in the course, Lazy E-mini Trader. Here's a trend line. So the trend line goes from a pivot high to another pivot high. And guess what? Where was the low today? How about... Right on that trend line. How you doing? Item number two. Item number three, you had a full stack on your hand by the market coming down to that price on time. What do I mean by that? It's in the course, lazy e-mini trader, time is more important than price. Again, let's separate the manner in which they came into the number, whether I liked it or not, doesn't matter. The number was 100% correct. About smash mouth, they did not. I repeat, did not get to the 20-period moving average. That in and of itself, with everybody else getting there, that in and of itself was pretty weak behavior, I would say. Is this bear flag pattern ready to go? Or do they have one more try in the northern direction? And everything's going to be about the reversal candle from the 24th of this month on all the charts, the institutional participation that existed within that reversal. Those are the folks that are going to have to play defense If the market starts coming down much lower, but keep in mind, there's nothing that says this still can't be eating time off the clock, building energy for another move higher. It doesn't ever feel like that. It doesn't ever look like that. It doesn't ever sound like that if you listen to the pundits and talking heads on TV, but there's nothing that says that can't happen and that is happening until something different is happening. That's the way you look at the market. You're the umpire.